This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Kyle Bear, the voice of the narrator from Dragon Ball Z, and you're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Welcome to the show that gives you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Dextrous, so let's start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. gentlemen welcome back this is acmg presents talk time live extra select start i am your host xavier josiah folks we are just 14 days away from the biggest fan event in philadelphia and that is keystone comic-con headed by reed pop where you will see the amazing spider-man himself tom holland fresh off of far from home he is coming to philadelphia for you to get autographs to get photo ops and to get to check him out at a panel on sunday along with myself who will be hosting two panels then over the weekend one is the voices of overwatch starring fred tattashore jennifer hell and charlotte chung I am going to be hosting that myself. I am looking forward to moderating that. It is going to be an awesome time. I have been waiting to check those uh, guys out for quite some time, especially Fred Tattashore. I've said more than enough I said about that, man. And I am looking forward to, you know, being a part of that experience as well. But also, I will be hosting the Art of Street Fighter panel with the artist from Udon Entertainment. That is Long Vo, another guy who I've been looking forward to talking to for quite some time. And the Chamba, a.k.a. Jeffrey Cruz. That All of that is going going to be there plus a fresh load of panels all over the place that is going to be represented at keystone comic-con and events that will be happening as well again if you haven't heard the interview i had with mk goodwin go out of your way to check it out in our exclusive you can go to talktimelive.com to check that out and you know just check everything out that's going on as far as keystone comic-con as well but guess what we talked about this before i mentioned this last week on talk time live as of this episode Somebody will get a chance to win the first three-day pass to Keystone Comic Con. So if you don't have, if you didn't get a chance to head over to Keystone Comic Con to get your badge yet, you may have a chance on this show because this will be the first episode to do that. And why? Because this week will not be an episode of the Prime Show, and that is due to the fact that we're still celebrating my wedding anniversary, which was on the sixth, and I decided that i am going to take a break which i normally do and i forgot about that i was going to absolutely do a show but me and my wife got planned so we're going to take a break deservingly so and i'm going to come back but that means you guys get a chance to win a three-day pass to keystone comic con on this very episode so get ready sometime throughout this episode maybe in about a few minutes maybe now who knows i'm going to just bust out with a question you guys are going to absolutely go and email me at info at vfisad.com and then you will present the answer and the first person to give me the correct answer to this question will be contacted with instructions on how they can get their three-day pass to Keystone Comic Con. So get ready. That question will be coming up very soon in this episode. So hang on there. And don't think it's going to be that easy it's not going to be that easy but it's not going to be that hard either so um, i just needed to be challenging enough for you to actually put in the work to get the answer that is needed here so remember that you have to have your actual name not your online name not your game tag name the name that is on your state id or driver's license on the email that you send me below the answer that you provide me so make sure if you don't know the rules if you go on to uh you could go into last week's episode to check out the rules and of that you can also go if you're on a keystone comic-con uh facebook group page you could check it out there if you're in the acmg facebook page you could definitely see it there all of the rule states on there so be sure to make sure that you have everything that i require 
in order to be qualified to win the three-day pass. You only have three chances to win. So if you don't win this week, you got two more chances afterwards for our next episode next week and the following uh, leading into Keystone Comic Con. So don't worry if you don't win it, but, you know, do it, give it your best, and good luck to that. So, all right, let's get into some gaming news. And unfortunately, we got to go into a little bit of politics here because, as you guys unfortunately know, and my heart's thoughts and prayers go out to all of the victims of the recent mass shootings and it's amazing that we got to talk about this and well not only in this platform but just the fact that we got to talk about this period it's just insanely uh, it's grotesque it's insane like we have to stop this we have to change these laws we have to change everything that's around and i don't want to get too deep into it because I can go rant like everybody else has gone on a rant like on social media about this situation who gives a damn about this country and the people who lives in it that is not a part of the nra and it is it's just it's such it's just such a sad but as you guys may know some of you may know some of you may not but you're gonna know right now especially if you're a gamer you need to know this because our beloved president donald trump has been blaming video games just one of many politicians and people in office that has blamed video games for any sorts of violence that is going on in this world i'm sorry not in this world but in this country uh and as we all know every time somebody does this it's just a cop-out it's a scapegoat for the real situation in his case it's his advocacy for guns and assault weapons and it's just it's the most irresponsible unethical thing immoral thing i have ever seen especially when he just beats around the bush with that if you guys remember i a lot of you uh young kids don't remember your millennials may not remember this but way back when mortal kombat first came out midway came out with mortal kombat and ed boone and john tobias created that evolutionary or revolutionary game for that matter it blew up a, 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 a firestorm at the time because we didn't have anything that violent or gratuitous at that time they just they pushed the envelope back then and there was a guy named joe lieberman who was trying to run for office and he utilized the violence of video games as his campaign and a lot of times politicians will look will start you know looking for clickbait or what is probably because we was clickbait back in the day or something that was to target a situation that will bring attention to their campaign even if they didn't mean it or they didn't really they didn't really like advocate towards it it was enough for them to bring awareness to to make people aware of their campaign and this was one of those cases and joe lieberman was forwarding himself to be the the face of the guy who was trying to stop violence in video games or any type of, you know, continuity that may stimulate kids to do what they believe people are doing today. Now, the problem here is that if you notice that a lot of people around the world, you know, there are gamers all around the world who are playing the exact same games and none of them if you look at the scale, I I forgot. I looked at online and there was a uh, there was a actual reading online that showed all different countries who were playing some of the same games like Call of Duty, um, you know, any of those you know any of those Tom Clancy games or whatever like that. You know that just were first person shooters and all that stuff. All of those games were being played all around the world, but it's only us in America that is you know condoning violence of it. And we got the biggest crime rates, whereas other countries have very low crime rates, but they're playing the same games. So that, to me alone, is a big piece of BS right there, you know, coming from the president and anybody else who even tried. And I hate to say it, but like Hillary Clinton, what at one point was teaming up with Joe Lieberman um, during this uh, campaign, if I'm correct, as well. So I mean, it always kills me that she was a part of that. And it is like, look, at least it goes to show that Ed Boone won this. <laughs> because Mortal Kombat 11, one of the best ever, never stopped being what it was being, and it just proved that like, what it, it, none of this is today. They also, I remember somebody actually blamed wrestling 
uh, as a means to, of creating violence. No, it's just, there's a lot that goes into it. It's just not one little factor. I will not say that video games is a factor. I will not say that professional wrestling is a factor. I believe that it is nurturing is a factor to this. You know, you t- you can teach kids what is real, what is not, what is wrong, what is right. It If you obviously you can see it, it happens in other countries except for us. And we need to instill that. There's a. It's, it's just not just one little factor that needs help. We all. There's a lot of things, you know. Stopping assault weapons as well also helps prevent multiple murders. I mean, this is ridiculous. This is so ridiculous. D.L. Hughley. I again. I watch his show a lot, and he always says something that is so on point. And the fact that he's a comedian and he implements the, the comedy part in his wittiness and his intelligence. With some of so with some politics and things that goes on, this was all. This was insanely. Nervous. I remember. I'm gonna uh, write this quote because I wrote this down. D.L. Hughley said on his show, on the D.L. Hughley show, blaming Call of Duty for gun violence in America is like blaming Pac-Man for us being fat. Now that's not saying that like everybody being fat, but it's it's a matter of saying that you know that it's it's just the ridiculousness of it all that they're talking about here. Uh, you know, it, it just it has to stop. It really has to stop at some point. And we got to work together. We got to stop this situation with the NRA and, and their power and all this stuff like that. So, I, you know, honestly, it, I could get so deep into this, but I, it's just it's it's a rabid damn shame. <laughs> That's just the way I could put it. Uh, I, I really wish that we can find a better way and hopefully that we do in 2020 and, and, and furthermore for that point. So. Let's just keep our fingers crossed. It's getting closer. It's getting closer to that point, people. And when I say we all got to get up and vote, we all need to get our asses up and vote when that time comes. So let's move on to some other news here. It's been a while since we got a chance to hear from Tekken 7 and Bandai Namco with this game. And apparently season three is coming. And not only is it coming, it's actually bringing some really big firepower to this uh, game, including a new character, a new African-American character at that Enter Leroy Smith to the game, an African-American character who is seeking revenge due to a large-scale gang conflict in New York, losing his family at an, in his home. He has been said to be missing for decades and now is returning as a seasoned martial artist and ready for vengeance. I don't know how that's going to play into the Tekken tournament or whatever, but it just shows him beating up all of the characters. Well, not all of the characters. Lee and I believe... Uh, Fei Wu Long, I believe, is the other one that he's beating up. Like he's be- he's beating up like some hardcore martial artists in this game. And the crazy part about him, and I joked about this, is that he kind of looks like Tyler Perry in costume, in a sense. He has like white locks, kind of like Ezekiel from The Walking Dead. And but his facial structure, if you ever seen like any of the Medea movies, and he's playing like the uncle or the 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 brother to Medea he kind of looks like him but a more healthier version more like a martial arts Wu-Tang version of him it's pretty hilarious but he does look very badass and I see there is a lot of excitement online about him I'm looking forward to it kind of have a like a boondocks Bushido Brown type of vibe to him is really kind of funny but awesome at the same time so I'm looking forward to that. There are other characters that will join the season along with new stages and a new feature yet to be announced. So the other person that was announced too, there, you know, expect a new update coming soon, by the way, uh, for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One prepping up for it before that comes about. So I'm definitely jumping into the Leroy Smith thing. I'm, uh, I really, I, I joke, but I actually am interested in this character. He looks pretty awesome. I love the, uh, the outfit he's wearing and everything and, and such and uh i don't know the part i hate about tech and when they add on new characters is that they have no storyline in the game if i'm correct like i think i've gotten a few extra characters i didn't get the negan character and everything because once you get these characters they don't have any like they don't have any real purpose like i, I will compare this to mortal kombat 11 or injustice if you get Injustice. Remember when they got the turtles and they all came in and all other characters and such? They were added into the universe. They got endings, they got story development, you know, within the universe. So they were like, felt like they were a part of it. 
But in Tekken 7, and I believe Soul Calibur as well, they're just there. <laughs> like, they're not, they just, okay, they're there. With the exception of Akuma, because he is part of the storyline. And he, there is some connection there. But other than that, it's like, Negan, all of those, like, you see these trailers and such where they have them with storyline but other than that there's no ending they don't have a cgi scene or whatever like that so that part to me bothered me it's like you're getting the character just for the sake of the character and i want it a little bit more and i like what netherrealm does they give like when we get spawn and when we get uh you know um what is it nightwolf and Sindel and all them, they're going to have storyline aspect to it. They're going to be a part of it, just like Shang Tsung was a part of it. He has his own ending and, and purpose or whatever. So I wish they would do a little bit more to it. But the fact is, he is coming in. Uh, hopefully, if they do a Tekken 7, they'll add him on as well. Be, but the, diff- the problem is, is that Tekken 7 is going to be a whole new game when that comes out. So I'm... I'm really interested in what they're going to do with this character uh, moving on because the Mishima Corporation will no longer be there. So that means Kazuya will be gone. Uh, Heihachi will be gone. Maybe Jin will still be around. I'm not sure. We'll see uh, when that time comes. And I don't see a Spectre Tekken 8 until maybe when the new Jin systems come in. So I, I don't expect it anytime soon. Uh, however, returning also to Tekken 7 is Safina. Uh, she was the semi-boss character from Tekken 6 with the very special limber body that gave her the like Valdo from uh, Soul Calibur ability to perform crazy moves. Uh, it appears from this trailer that they showed that she may have possessed the power of Azazel, also the main boss of Tekken 6 and the God, the cheap ass boss from Tekken 6. Swear to goodness, this is one of those characters that annoys the hell out of me because they just, I mean, he's beatable, but you gotta, he he is so cheap like he's just overpowered they need to nerf that character down even back then but somehow i managed to beat him as well it's it's oh he annoyed me so much some there's some characters like even in tekken 7 there's that the, the boss character with the damn tiger hate that tiger can't that tiger is the most annoying tiger since the dog from uh duck hunt just annoys the hell out of me right there so that's coming out soon expect that to come out soon and they will reveal the other so they revealed two characters so far they haven't revealed the uh feature or the other two characters or whatever as far as the feature i am dead serious about this my hopes that this new feature because people have been myself and other people have been clamoring for this i really hope that they brought back tech uh tech bowl no, i'm sorry tech and bowl which is one of my favorite mini games of theirs too i need them to come out with tech and force I think that will be absolutely awesome. If they do Tekken Force, I will absolutely invest in the entire season. If that if that means I'm getting Tekken Force. I, you know, because that's what I've been looking for since the beginning. And they said that they were actually going to do it. So I don't know if this is the means for but I don't know what other feature they're going to actually do. And if it's something really crappy, I'm going to be highly disappointed and upset by that. So not only are they work is Bandai Namco working on Tekken, but also Sim- um, I'm about to let it go. Soul Calibur is going to be having a new season. Season two is coming. They already v- revealed uh, two of the characters now. Cassandra was one of them, but the second character was extremely surprising and revealing. And it is none other than Hamaru. From Samurai Showdown. This is... Let me tell you how big of a deal that is. Soul Calibur and, and Samurai Showdown. They have some bit of a parallel type of similarity to the game. Samurai Showdown was the first 2D weapon based game. That they ever had. Um, Soul Calibur arguably kind of was the first... Kind of... Uh, it was like the first kind of you know 2d um 3d weapons base full weapons based game i know like tushinden was also a weapon based game it was a mix between weapon base and that so you could kind of give the nod to them as well but i can tell you tushinden was the very first game tushinden 2 was the very first game to have a actual character with a gun in there and that changed the whole entire thing now you see a lot of characters with them as well which to me is still ridiculous it's like come on it's supposed to be martial arts now you got to do just blowing people away with a gun come on come on so hamaru will be on this game they haven't announced any more people other than that so 
I am very interested in seeing who else they're going to bring into this game as well. Maybe more or maybe something, another character from another uh, game aspect. I mean, now you got the Witcher. You got the Hunter from the Witcher in there as well. Now you got Hummeru. I think Hummeru's even bigger deal than what than uh the I wish they would have brought him in first instead of the uh the Witcher. I, I'm not a I've never played the Witcher or read the novels or anything, so I'm not really a fan of him, but I felt I felt like Hummeru for Soul Calibur is as significant as Akuma for Tekken. You know, it's that thing because they've you know they have rivaling similarities in this case so i i think that's awesome i think that's absolutely awesome uh to see hamaru versus um all the other characters especially i forgot the samurai character of soul caliber now that i actually know that hamaru is going to be on here <laughs> but to see those two going to be clashing that's going to be really cool again it would be really nice if they would have some type of a story element for that character especially to interact with all of the other characters in the game so i i will see we'll see about that uh the new update will also include a new battle uh include new battles a uh, new system three other guest characters will be announced within the new season as well so stay tuned for that i at least give them credit they're looking to make this and on uh this and tekken an online game experience you know it's tournament play and such like that you know that's all the rage now for ongoing games and I'm, i don't mind it i don't mind it i rather especially when you're not gonna be able to evolve the game experience anymore because of the amount of power that the playstation 4 and xbox one has at this stage like i don't even know whether how they're gonna how the graphics is gonna look any more better or any better for that matter than what it looks like right now you know, so ongoing games is probably the best way to go, giving it a whole new experience and such. Like Street Fighter did, you know, we had Street Fighter Five, and now we got Street Fighter Arcade. And at least to their credit, they may have gave, given you a patch, but it's like a whole different experience of a game that you're getting out of this as opposed to what you got from the original game. And it was just like extra characters. So no, you're getting a whole new game. People need to remember that they they gave a full amount of game experience with that, and it looks like they're doing the same thing with these two. So. What I would love, what game I would love to have a whole entire ongoing game experience is WWE 2K. Unfortunately, that's not happening because WWE 2K 20 has been announced and is coming October 22nd. And the biggest news of this, and this is insanely huge, that the longtime developers of the 2K series of the SmackDown vs. Raw series of the, you know, original SmackDown series, Ukes, is no longer associated with the WWE. Once again, another big factor. Let me tell you, folks, if you have not been following what's been going on in professional wrestling, it's this is a thing. It's not just a video game thing. WWE has been going through a lot of things lately. Um, Vince McMahon, as a genius as he once was, he's getting older, his ego's getting deeper, he is just coming up with all types of craziness going on. He's writing the show every day, ripping the pages and rewriting the show every day. It's getting to a point from a morale standpoint of the company that there are people in the company that is trying to leave and they're not letting them go due to contractual agreements. Uh, they're trying everything they can to leave this place to go to now. Other places like New Japan Pro Wrestling, the newly, uh, the newly uh, promoted aew wrestling all elite wrestling which has been killing it for quite some time uh ring of honor all types of other places to go to now there's options now and the wwe is not here added to that you got wwe who's now working with saudi arabia which is a huge huge controversy with a lot of fans that are not feeling it right now and they have been losing ratings they have been losing sales they have been losing a lot of things as a result and now they're losing their company the company that made them in a video game world this is huge because what people don't understand there was only two major successful companies that were making wrestling games one was yukes the other one was aki Aki technically no longer exists. At least not from this standpoint, not from this format. And that Aki engine was legendary in the world of gaming, especially for uh, for wrestling fans. 
it's no longer around. It no longer exists. For some reason, nobody has decided to want to buy that engine and, and modify it and, and, you know, modernize it for this day and age. It, it's, it's, it was an amazing engine that they had for this, to sim- for a wrestling simulator. Ukes took a while, but, you know, eventually they couldn't compete with Aki at the time. But once Aki left, they eventually started developing better games and learning from their mistakes and doing more. And as of last year, last year's game, as much as I hated to admit it, was actually pretty good in comparison to 2018 when they had it and they were they made a switch version of it. And I was hoping that they would have the ability to do so again. And I don't really think that's happening right now. Um, You're wondering who's going to be taking over this or who has taken over this. I was told by someone in the ACMG Facebook group that some of the people involved in a company called Visual Concepts, which also was a part of another company that was responsible for the Xbox failed wrestling game Raw 2, which many said was was did not live to expectations. The gameplay sucked. There was a lot of issues in that game. And it also resulted in, I believe, some of the WWE... Uh, releasing all of the development company for that game because of the failed uh, sales that it had and the complications that it had. Um, They're now going to be working on this game. Color me worried. Color me not buying this game until I... I, Look, there's a scene in X3 that I always love. If all else about that movie is the scene where Magneto always says, it holds everybody back and says let the pawns go first so people if you don't mind if you already brought the collector's edition which i'm sure a lot of you guys did because collector's edition is on pre-order right now and it involves a lot of collectible items and such uh that you can get it's to me i see right through it from a marketing standpoint and i'm not budging until i even see it because i'm like i've refused i've already took a bullet once and it was absolutely disappointed and upset by the fact that I spent a lot of money and the fact that these guys didn't go out of their way from a customer service standpoint to fix some of the errors and issues that they had with 18 and and such like that and you know I was I'm not I'm like no this I can't put I can't invest in a product with a company that has not invested in such a genre this is a very special genre, a very intricate genre, and I, I'm a little bit worried about it. So I will wait until I hear something first before I want to jump on. You give my opinion. If I get a, if I even see enough people giving it some some um, goodwill re- reaction to it, then I will, you know, I will sacrifice and invest. But until then, I just know. In the meantime, I am wondering what the hell is Ukes going to be doing now because if you guys remember a while back Ukes did say that they were actually going to be working on a brand new wrestling game to rival WWE at the time I believe the uh, president or vice president or whatever she said that she, she actually said that they were going to uh still work with WWE while doing this and they would, wouldn't mind working at both now I don't know if that was just her you know, working through PR situations and, you know, not announcing that they were parting ways with the company. But she did state that, you know, the staff there has been unmotivated to keep developing the game for uh, WWE for quite some time. It, it, you know, what's funny. It's the same that when she spoke about that in an interview, she said the same thing that a lot of people, a lot of fans in wrestling or, or watching WWE were feeling. These guys are not motivated anymore like i stopped watching wwe television with the exception of nxt that's it but the like the raw and smackdown i don't watch anymore because i'm tired of be- having my intelligence be uh insulted and i just stopped watching until they actually get their stuff together or, or vince mcmahon leaves or whatever like that and they you know have a different you know creative control over there i'm not messing with it i, I you know i i value my time and i value you know the continuity that i watch so i decide not to i'll watch it i think these guys had the same thing here's the thing aew needs a game they have an extraordinary amount of talent 
They have one of their uh, executive vice presidents who actually is a avid pro gamer. I see this as a no-brainer. I, I see Tony Khan jumping at this immediately. I'm sure he is he's as huge of a wrestling fan as he is. I know. And by the way, Tony Khan is the owner, founder of uh, All Elite Wrestling, by the way. I'm sure he is he has to be jumping at the bits. He's been a wrestling fan for quite some time. Uh, he knows everything about the business. Uh, he studied it hard. He's you know, he studied it along with everything as far as the numbers, all that stuff. And I would not be surprised if he's already talked to Ukes already. I w- if that happens, man, is, are, is are, <laughs> I feel bad for, for 2K Games. They're going to lose some money if this happens. They're going to lose some. Either way, I think even if, you know, Ukes come out with a game that's just totally independent, I think they're going to lose money for this game because I see they already have the tools to make a very good game. They got they they have it. They they just have it. So I am looking forward to seeing what's going to happen with that as well. Ew, the wrestling the wrestling business it's it's it's, uh, it's a deep business, man. It's, it's getting hot now. So other other big news and probably the last news that I have before we go to our final stage reviews. We got three of them, by the way. This week we're going to talk. TC Universal Online for the Nintendo Switch. We're also going to talk uh, Kill a Kill If. And the la- and lastly, in dedication to one of my guests of the Art of Street Fighter panel, we're going to uh, review Fantasy Strike, which includes artwork and illustrations from the one and only Long Vo of Udon Entertainment. So all that's coming in a few minutes in our, in our final uh, stage review. So stay tuned for that. But the last bit of news that I have here involves... Dragon Ball Fighters, as of today, and it's probably now by the time you're hearing this, and if you own the game, you will have the opportunity, if you brought the season pass, to acquire Jenaba, who is one of the newest characters available on the game. Not only that, but another Dragon Ball movie character that everybody loves, Gogeta, will also be available today. And a new updated patch coming to the Nintendo Switch, the Xbox One, and Nintendo uh, and the uh, PlayStation Four. So uh, they, he, Jenaba and Gogeta will have a horde of deadly attacks along with his sword that creates a lot of uh, havoc. Gogeta will bring the noise with a combination of Goku and Vegeta, who is like beyond powered and equipped to handle any opponent uh, opponent in the game. I got a feeling there are going to be some great mains for. Um, the new competition coming up soon evo is already i believe is already coming gone already i'm really surprised that that has not come back on disney and I, I don't know if that has anything to do with the fact that overwatch is uh officially on disney xd as well as uh abc but i, I was really disappointed and sad because i really wanted to see uh you know the evo competition i hate watching it on twitch or whatever like that just the fact that it was on disney was a big deal and now the overwatch league is a is a big deal on there uh evo is a time honored one of the original esports out there so i hope that they can find a way to get back on tv i don't even know if they were playing at the mandalay bay arena anymore i was just like i was just so lost about that so but if you own dragon ball fighters get ready for it it's coming today enjoy it and folks that will do it for this part of the show we're going to take a break come back and have our final stage review of DC Online, uh, Kill a Kill If, and Fantasy Strike. We'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live!
right, folks, we are back with our final stage review, and it is, unfortunately, our first review of DC Universe Online. Of course, this game has been out and ongoing for quite some time on a PlayStation uh, 4 as well, and PlayStation 3, I guess, too, and the Xbox uh, One and Xbox 360 as well. And now it is on the Nintendo Switch, and everything that you expect from the actual original games is on here as well as the in-app purchases and all the other crap and pay for whatever, yada, yada. So, in the obvious attempt to combat the ultra-popular Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, DC Universe hits the Nintendo Switch, but does it give it the same anticipation? And if you listen to the context of my voice, that gives you the answer right there. This game, I played it on a PlayStation 4. At least I tried to back then. Uh, first of all, it was a lot. It was hard to download. I think I played it way back before, you know, um, internet companies and internet providers provided more bandwidth to allow quicker and faster download speed. You know, so it was around way, even back then. And the part that always pissed me off, and this was, I'm glad this era, this MMO era is finally not as, you know, stellar as it once was. But, and they moved on to, a, I think, what I believe is a better format with the ongoing games and, you know, the extra DLC content, but it's not a ongoing monthly fee for it. That drains your, you know, life and pocket out of it. Like, that, that to me is ridiculous. You know, at least to, for Overwatch's sake, and I'm not being biased here, but their their format is great. It's like it's online based, which I'm not usually a fan of because of the situations. But at least to their credit, you pay once, you get to play it all the time. You know, provided you have the you know the uh, PlayStation uh, Plus and all that stuff. And, you know, if you have or Xbox Live or whatever, you play that. You pay for that once. And then you play it. That's pretty much it. There's no... The only monthly online fee is for the PlayStation Plus, which technically is not connected to that. And you get other advantages for getting a PlayStation Plus and Xbox Live and all that stuff. So I won't even uh, include that with it. Like when you get, you know, DC Universe and you play the online membership fee for that, you're getting, you know, you're getting all of the content, but it's like... You don't get anything else out, out of that from other games and all this stuff. So I don't think it's a great value at all. Uh, plus, it's a game, again, that if anything goes wrong and you go offline, you can't play it. If they if the server goes and the game is gone, you can't play it. You can't see those really cool CGI, you know, uh, deals, which to me is like the only really good thing going about this game is those uh, Jim Lee uh, CGI, you know, uh, scenes. But it, that part always bothered me. But I still played it. It's a freemium. It's a free-to-play game for the uh, Nintendo Switch and everywhere out right now. But with the exception of if you want to play deeply into the game, you will have to get pay for to upgrade your character in so many ways. Custom, uh, you know, cosmetically, um, you know, a lot of RPG elements take a long time to build in the game. So if you want to boost up, you got to pay for it. And the game is just, it's money draining. It's not, it's, if it's not money draining and you're not using money to play it, but you're playing it, it's dr a drag. It's a complete drag. Just playing, it's so slow paced going through this game when, when I played it. And, and of course, and I am going to compare this to Ultimate Alliance 3 because that's what it was kind of playing off of. But it's online, they tried to go overboard by making an online experience and everything. So to me, it was just boring. Uh, I felt the controls were slow. The experience, which is very slow pace as well. The flight controls were very, I, I, I want to say sluggish, but I believe there's a better word for it. it it's just, it, it was just lopsided. It was loopy. It didn't feel like you were in control. Like I've played other games where it involved flight of some sort or, you know, gliding or travel or whatever. This was like the worst game controls for a comic book game i've ever played in quite some time like this i want to say this is like superman 64 level but this wasn't anything fun and engaging that you felt like good playing in this this game is also like the equivalent of watching a dc film not all of them there's some actual good ones out there but majority of it it's like this is a dc film that could have been better had they done such 
and such. But and then you go to the Marvel Ultimate Alliance three game, and it's like, geez, this is like playing Infinity uh, War the game. <laughs> okay, or in game, you know, that's what that felt like. It, it they had the Marvel feel. This and 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 equivalency, I guess, or or in, in, in somewhat of opposite effect, has the. It feels like a DC film. And you take that for what you will <laughs> in this case. But the graphics, of course, this is because this is, uh, I don't blame this, because the graphics were pretty good on a PlayStation. Uh, but on the Nintendo Switch, especially in handheld mode, comes off a bit muddy because it's in 720. It's, you know, the frame rate is not as good as what you expect from like the PlayStation 4 or Xbox uh, Live or One uh, version. You know, what I really hated most was the map, which looked very convoluted. You didn't know where you were going. There is a little small beacon that lets you know where to go. And then every once in a while, you lose it and it gets lost and you don't know what you need to do. And they don't explain to you what you need to do in the game a lot of times. So you're just stuck fighting hordes of, you know, enemies in the area, but not knowing exactly where to go. When they kind of tell you a hint, they leave hints of what you need to do or whatever, but they don't tell you just basically what you need to do or where to go. And I just felt like, it felt ever, like it felt like the equivalent of like, and I'm going way back in the gaming history here, E.T., when you fell into that pit. And I feel like there are times I feel like I'm in that E.T. pit, if you will. If you kids don't know about the E.T. thing, y'all need to know about real gaming history right there. E.T. E. situation is legendary. There's a documentary out for it. Go out and check it out. But I digress. That you know, again, this is a this is a uh, free to play game. However, you will have to pay a lot of content to really get a get an experience out of this. And at the end of the day, when you do the math, you could pay sixty dollars to get a way better experience out of another game than this. The creative suite is probably, aside from the CGI that is, the creative suite is probably the best part of this game. It does allow you to create a Jim Lee-like character, which I love because I'm a big Jim Lee fan. And that was part of, that was the big lore to it in the first place. So I decided that I wanted to go and play it because of that fact. Uh, However, it doesn't give you everything. Like you had three choices of powers. To, uh, to go after and then everything else is like you got to pay for the package and everything if you want to play another episode you got to pay for that as well but giving the fact that the free storyline doesn't even freaking work as well and it just it's very convoluted and you wind up every which way but one i'm no i'm, I'm really skeptical to want to even do it you know comparing this and contrasting this to marvel ultimate alliance 3 is inevitable it's a must. And again, it's the reason why I don't play MMOs. So with that said, I give that a grade of C. Probably the same grade I probably have given the PlayStation 4 one as well. So I know some people are fans of this game, but if I were you, and I know it's free to play, so you know you could waste 24 gigs of space in your memory drive to play it, or you could go after Ultimate Alliance 3 and enjoy that multiple times and I've played that game and beaten that game multiple times. It's a lot of fun. I think that game is much better. There are tons of other games that are better to play than this game, including my next game, which is Kill a Kill If. Kill a Kill, based on the phenomenal anime series or OVA series. I don't still know really if I can consider it an OVA. It's like 13 episodes, so it's almost OVA. Like it's pretty much an OVA. But um it is based on that series. Arc System Works, along with developers A Plus Games, brings to fans a unique fighter with stunning visuals, very close to the series. If you're a fan of this anime, then this game is definitely for you. Absolutely. However, if you're a fighting game fan looking for the Street Fighter V, Tekken 7, Dragon Ball Fighters, yada yada, tournament gameplay experience, then this game may. Not be for you, you may want to give it a pass only because it's not that type of experience for you. But that doesn't mean that the game is bad. Kill a Kill If provides a very fanfare experience for those who love the anime OVA series. If you want to compare it to any fighter or melee, then it would definitely shadow games like Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm, My Hero Academia One Justice, you know, games like that. Even uh, Bleach. I believe Bleach has a game similar to this as well. Uh, and it does have some sort of a, you know, beat-em-up hack-and-slash type of 
uh, gameplay as well, much similar to One Piece uh, games like that. You know, um, the Dynasty Warrior game. So it's a it, it's a hybrid of two different game styles in here to give you one great fun experience in here. The battle system uh, for this consists of three basic action. Uh, uh, you know, attacks, including basic attack, norm attack, and guard. You also have an evasive action that allows you to dodge attacks as well as do swiftly charge into the opponent with an attack as well. So you, to start a big combo with that as well. Uh, one of the great features to bring up in this is the Bloody Valor attack, which is a three-part attack series that creates a dramatic battle sequence along with a rock paper scissors mini game so in other words if you successfully execute uh the bloody valor move and you you're pretty much like there's three different sections if you you know it's rock paper scissors boom and if you beat the first one it goes to a second if you beat the second one it goes into the final one if you beat the final one you're treated to an epic dramatic attack scene that takes a horde of damage uh, to your opponent's health. Now, the other thing too is uh, there is a possibility that you don't win and if you even lose once, you don't do it again. The only way you could do a Valor uh, attack is if your health actually, I mean your gauge, your energy gauge actually gets up to a certain level. And once you get a, a, a one bar filled, you can do that. And I believe it's one or two bars, and you can actually uh, pull off a Valor attack and start the sequence. But it's really awesome. There's some really great moments in the fighting where it feels like the uh, the actual series. And again, this is uh, Arc System Works at their best, really bringing in this anime, 3D anime style uh, closer to you to be able to be a part of the anime experience and that you love so much. Uh, there are a lot of pluses to this game uh, from a fan aspect, including the uh, addition of having Japanese and English voice actors reprise their role in this game. And it, this is awesome. There's some of the best uh, voice actors in this game uh, that are that like the same actors that have been from the animes. Uh, the anime series are on this game, both Japanese and voice actors. So that is a major plus for me. Uh, another big plus to this game is that the visuals, which look insanely like the anime, even the cutscenes to which you don't know whether you are looking at the real time, looking at, like at a real time scene, or the characters' anime cutscenes from the series. It really you can't tell. Uh, even on a PlayStation, even on a Nintendo Switch, it you know it you can't tell the difference. It's, that's I find to be awesome, especially because this game, much like Dragon Ball Fighters, is not that big as far as uh, memory capacity. I think it's like six to nine gigs, which is not really bad at all. So you have that aspect as well. Um, we did see early pics of this game like last year. It didn't look any way near ready. Like it didn't. It looked very unpolished. It didn't look anywhere near what it looks like right now. And it looks absolutely fantastic now. And I knew it was going to get to that point, so I wasn't worried. But you know, people are so quick to judge and, and get to the point with that. So as far as options, Kill a Kill if has a healthy amount of story mode uh, options, including uh, story mode options, focusing on uh, Setsuki and everybody's favorite Ryoko. Uh, the chapters in the story mode provides a presentation that mimics the actual episodes of the anime series. A huge positive to this game to me is the ability to do auto scroll. Now, if you guys remember when I reviewed Dragon Ball Fighters way back, and I constantly talk about Dragon Ball Fighters, I love the game to death. The only pet peeve that I have this game that has everything except for auto scroll doing story uh, story mode scenes. So, unlike they do with blaze blue guilty gear zard or anywhere anything guilty gear uh they decided not to give dragon ball fighters the ability to just auto scroll so you gotta tediously hit a button every single time to you know hear the characters and see the subtitling in the bottom you know just it, it's it's annoying it's the only annoying thing about that game but you, and especially considering you want to hear and listen and watch all of the scenes instead of just constantly hitting a button from time to time. So this was absolutely a huge plus here. Uh, the other modes that they have in the game provides more replay value, which includes versus mode, which includes free battle, online player match, rank match as well. Versus mode allows you to fight using uh, 
what I thought was 10 characters is now actually 12 uh, characters. There's two DLC characters as well in the game. Uh, survival challenge mode, cover challenge mode, which also includes one minute challenge and 100 enemy challenge, as well as endless battle. Now, these are like the kind of the Dynasty Warrior mo uh, modes in here, where within the game, within the story mode, you play this mode, but also you can play it separately on uh, in a versus mode as well. Uh, there is also practice mode, which gives you a tutorial and training. Very detailed, I admit. It's pretty pretty cool. Uh, gallery mode. This has some of the weirdest things ever in here. Digital figure, which is sort of a picture mode that allows you to pick a character to pose with the background of your choice. Replay list just lets you uh, save your save data of previously recorded battles to improve your gameplay. Then there's anime mode, which allows you to replay and enjoy all of the cutscenes in the game. It also, once again, I love this as a big plus, it also has a button that allows you to play all of the scenes consecutively without stopping the gameplay, or, or the, uh, the, uh, the play of the uh, videos and the cutscenes. Uh, the only negative to this, honestly, it's not really much a negative. I would love to see more characters, but uh, you got 10 characters plus two more you know dlc it's not that bad uh the i guess the only negative for this one is like the digital figure mode that was kind of weird it, it's really hard to understand what i'm supposed to be doing with that mode but other than that this game is awesome i absolutely enjoy it i love the story mode aspect to it this is worth the money to me it was about 60 bucks to uh invest in i think if you're a fan of this like i am and it gives you that much gameplay value and the story is great the voices your favorite voices are back whether you are into the japanese uh dub or you're the english dub it gives you enough fanfare to enjoy it and it's not like this is worth to me 60 bucks so with that said it's not the best game in the world and it also doesn't you know provide anything in new that i've seen before but i definitely could give this a solid b uh, it didn't blow me away in a sense, but uh, it definitely executed what it needed, what it set out to do. And that was make a very fan-friendly, fun game experience with your favorite characters from that series. So I give it a solid B as far as overall gameplay uh, from right there. Uh, last but not least, we're going to talk Fantasy Strike, which is a tournament-based fighter by Yumi creator Silen Games, which also has the artwork of the one and only Udon artist Longvo again who you will be seeing on August 24th at the Pennsylvania Convention Center for Keystone Comic Con now why I bring that up now because guess what now is the time for the Keystone Comic Con question of the week the first question of this week I'm going to do it right now Folks, get ready because this is going to be an interesting one. And speaking of Long Vo, I'm going to segue to that. The question that I have for you to get the three-day pass to Keystone Comic Con, the first person to get it will have to answer this question. Name two popular Capcom games. Not this game that he worked on. Name two popular Capcom games that Udon Entertainment artist Long Vo worked on. If you are a fan of his work, you know what it is. If you're a fan of Capcom games, you will easily be able to find it. It You can't miss it. Trust me when I tell you, you're going to kick yourself if you don't know this. But you can look online for it. You can look everywhere. I'll give it again. Name the two popular Capcom games that Udon Entertainment artist Long Vo worked on. That is your question. The first person who emails me at info at VF isad.com along with your legit name your legit full name first name and last name that is on your driver's license and state id have the answer along with that information and the first one to actually get that answer to me will get the three-day pass and will be announced next week uh online as for the winner so good luck to you all on that and uh i wish you all the best but Let's go on to Fantasy Strike. Uh, I actually owned Yumi. <coughs> excuse me. I actually owned Yumi a while back. Um, Yumi is a really cool online car battle game and offline as well uh, that I had a chance to play. It was uh, based. It based itself on the fighting game strategy and philosophy uh, with this game. That's what intrigued me the most. And it was a pretty cool game. Great illustration. I didn't realize that Longvo was the one that uh, illustrated it at the time. 
But he uh, did so, and he also did so for Fantasy Strike, which is based upon the characters in that game. So the, the it's a very the great part about this game is that it's not your normal tournament based game. This game has been played in Evo, I believe, this year and last year. Uh, it has a very simplistic design of gameplay. The game allows you to use one button commands to activate moves that normal fighter uh, fighting games would require a form of motion or combo techniques to execute. The characters in the game base, are based on Yumi, as I said, and uh, it just gives it a more Street Fighter-esque appeal to it. So you have that, uh, uh, you know, at absolute option too if you've seen this game when people first saw this game they, they were like what is this this looks a lot like street fighter 5 or street fighter 4 and now we know why because of course it, it an udon artist is a part of it that's the only reason why it looks like this now uh, i think under anybody else it might not have looked this good but you know there's a certain criteria that they might have as far as that so it was it's awesome it, it looks very awesome uh it, for for a game like this an indie game like this looked this good it's really impressive really really impressive uh if you think this game is as simplistic in control scheme and easy to do you will be sadly mistaken honestly because this game here uh actually it was designed with what i believe is a taoist philosophy in mind meaning pretty much if you're not in if you know not into the taoist you know philosophy and and it's not really a religion it's more philosophy but it's a philosophy that advocates simplicity, but not really, in a sense. It's uh, some things that isn't just is, in a sense. It, it, trust me when I tell you it all makes sense. Uh, Bruce Lee was a practitioner of uh, Taoist philosophy as well as other people. I've, you know, partaken in the philosophy as well, you know, as a part of, li of my life. And it, it is a form of clarity as well. So I do see, and it, considering this is a martial arts based game, uh, I do kind of see some philosophical, you know, aspects of this game, which is not an easy thing to do. Um, but it meaning for this game as for this game perspective, it means that like it's mostly simplistic. You may find some complexities in in challenge in this game, despite its simplicities. So again, much like Kill a Kill, if there is some rock paper scissors aspect to this game, but not in the same fashion. Uh, Fantasy Strike as you know what the difference is with fantasy strike as each character appears to have an advantage over one or more characters ability making it an even ground so one character is another person another character's kryptonite in his game and you got to figure out what it is and how to utilize that you know the ability within the game so you know it just make you know depending on who you're working with like if you play one character the other character may have the absolute weakness to take you over however that doesn't mean they're going to beat you you still have to find a way to maneuver over that challenge other characters may not have that same feat of challenge as well some of them may be a cakewalk some of them may not but i will tell you this it, you will find it very uh appealing and, and intriguing and, and playing in the gameplay you also have the ability to pull off a yumi counter which is a reversal move for throws and other moves if pulled off properly you will get a uh, full super meter which will allow you to do a super uh, move uh, course as well you could there's air super moves and there's ground super moves as well so depending on what you know each person and each you know even though all the characters have this like the same gameplay it doesn't play the same so you got to figure that you got to think of that too like like i said there's some simplicity to it but there's also complexity within its simplicity and it's it, like I said, this is an extremely intriguing game. Uh, you could tell this game took a lot of thought and detail to create a game experience and rule set that still makes it fun and engaging and challenging at the same time. The visuals of this game model is again like Street Fighter 4 or 5, so you got that much to enjoy. Uh, they went all out for this, they really, really did. Uh, and for that matter, like the, this game for both experts and casual gamers, which characters focusing on like for expert gamers characters focusing on zoning rush downs uh grappling and uh wild card characters wildcard characters are characters that are unorthodox in gameplay i'll give you an example there's a character named loom who is a panda uh that pulls out anything car in a cartoonish way from his pockets uh, there's also a character named de gray 
who has a ghost character that assists him in battle. So these are like unorthodox, you know, characters that you need to look out for because in some cases you never know what's going to happen. Loom can pull out a bunch of food that can re-energize you, uh, your health gauge, and then all of a sudden throw out a bomb that depletes a lot of your health gauge. So you never know what's going to come out with that character. And also the funny part is that the, the character can be hurt by the same items, helped and hurt by the same items itself. So I thought that was funny. Uh, lastly, uh, Fantasy Strike pretty much also provides some great content that helps you understand the gameplay and the characters with each character having its own video tutorial with a narrator explaining everything. So not only that, and you play through arcade mode, there's like arc, there's versus mode and arcade mode and online, you know, modes and everything. Um, the versus mode... Uh, or the arcade mode or what they call solo mode so you can take turn off like there's an event mode where it allows you to turn off the online features of it and just play you know solo and enjoy it as is but if you want to play against somebody you turn off the event mode and you can play it from there uh but if you play solo mode you can play arcade mode and arcade mode is cool because from start to finish you start off with the introduction uh cgi scene with like i said uh illustrations from long vo and voice actors there are you know portraying the roles of the characters and then if you beat the game you also can see the uh actual character uh, character endings as well so they do have intros and endings for this game the interesting part and i thought this was pretty cool because this is them telling us that they just want us to have fun with this game is that even if you are having a hard time with a character or getting through a character you can skip that character and move on and you will not be penalized or you know uh you there will be no penalties doing it you just move on and i did it once and i wound up still getting the ending or anything so there was no really loss for it this game is fully just about having fun and enjoying it now i think that's what the creator really wanted to do with this game so overall this game is a great pick em up and play title if you're on or uh, like at home or on the road for a short or long time. Whether you play on easy or hard, you will have a hard time dominating this game despite its simplicity. Like I dare even somebody on easy to say that they can get a perfect on every single stage. And there's only six stages in the arcade mode. I dare somebody to really, I not, I will look online, but I, I have a hard time believing that somebody has completed this game all the way through on perfect using this character if they did they are masters of this game but i guarantee even the most hardcore fighting game uh you know fighting gamer will have a hard time getting a perfect in this game bar none so great voice acting audio and visuals and makes it a great package although there are only 10 characters in this game for the price of 29.99 it's pretty reasonable and it does provide enough to satisfy hardcore and casual fans at best. Uh, this might not exactly be the game that oppress hardcore fighting gamers, but especially those who prefer the uh, technique and technical moveset and their gameplay. But I can say that there is a lot to appreciate about this game. And again, much like uh, Kill a Kill, I give this a solid B. This is two games that are very much worth playing. So I definitely would say if you're fighting if you're just a fighting game fan period and just love fighting games period add this to your repertoire add kill a kill to your repertoire and your collection you'll you won't uh you won't be wrong especially if you're like if you're a kill a kill fan definitely go out of your way for that but if you're uh if you're looking for something really interesting cool you know just a actually a great stress reliever is this game right here easy to play pick up even if you go through some you know like some struggles you just pass that just it, it's really, really a, a philosophically calming type of fighting game. So go out of your way to check that out. It's available now on the Nintendo Switch, on Steam, and I believe it is on uh, PlayStation 4 as well. So enjoy that. Folks, that will do it for this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra Select Star. Thank you guys so very much again to those who are participating in the contest. Contact me via email, info at V, like Victor, F isad.com with the correct answer and your legit name on the bottom to be qualified to win we are just 14 days away like i said before in the beginning of this show for the biggest event 
of the summer for Philadelphia as for a fan event for the summer. So get ready. It's coming. We're going to have a lot of fun. Get ready. The voices of Overwatch, the art of Street Fighter. I will be there for both of them. I will be there on Friday checking out uh, some of you guys, all the ACMG people that are coming to the, sh- um, to the event. I'm giving out free drink coasters with the talk time live logo and a whole bunch of other fun things in there some of you guys saw that so if you uh see me around stop by say hi and uh i look forward to seeing you all soon and and meet new people and have a lot of fun as well again thank you to read pop and keystone comic con for you know providing the passes for this contest and i am looking forward to it I i cannot be more grateful humble and blessed to be a fan in this day and age right now i can tell you that now so folks i will see you guys later because again the talk time live prime show will not be on this sunday i am spending it with the person that has helped me get to this point in my life and that is my wife it is our time it has been 14 years and we are looking forward to many more to come so folks that will do it on behalf of myself this is dax avery josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live i am out of here people see you next week Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.